Welcome to Monster Chats, presented by Monster VoIP, where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales and organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions that come up during today's episode, please text them to 424-378-6966. Please welcome the founder of Monster VoIP, your host, Colin Mitchell. Uh, so today we're going to be talking with Tracy Kelly. I'm Colin Mitchell, the host of Monster Chats and the founder of Monster VoIP. Tracy grew up for a, uh, working for a small family business. He got sick of seeing BS marketing tactics be sold to small businesses. Tracy then went to school for marketing, started, seeing after, started selling after college, uh, and working at a market, marketing agency. Uh, his job is to help growth-oriented businesses get more leads by getting found on Google and having a persuasive website. In addition to working at Hook Agency, uh, Tracy does marketing consulting for small businesses. Welcome to Monster Chats. How you doing? Thanks for having me, Colin. I'm doing great. So tell me, tell us a little bit more about your story, like how you got started in marketing and like what things were you seeing that you got tired of seeing that really just kind of gave you that kick to like, hey, I need to do something to help these people. Absolutely. Yeah, so I grew up in a small family business. Um, it started off as a roadside farmer's market and started by my grandpa. Then my, then my dad took it over after he was done with college and realized, you know, selling apples one bag at a time just wasn't going to cut it. So he started adding additional products and built the business up and ended up um, getting into the swing set business of all things. So um, when I was, I don't know, probably five years old, he started selling swing sets. It was all about location on a busy highway in Rochester, yeah. Minnesota. Anyway, so we all grew up working for, for my folks. And I remember you know, we're, we're somewhat of a prominent business just because of the location and just high visibility. And people always came out to my dad's store and would pitch all these different marketing ideas. You know, I, I remember one guy wanted him to get, you know, and this was like back in the nineties, like a $20,000 roadside sign. And I remember another guy, you know, I always remember when the yellow pages guy would come out oh, yeah. and would, you know, we'd be sitting out at the corner and I'd be watching, just kind of listening. And they'd always be talking about, well, you need the full page ad, full page color ad. You know, you, you're just going to get so much business from this. And, and I always remember whenever these people would leave, my dad would kind of look over at me and just say, how do they know any of this stuff is going to work? You know, like yeah. there's no proof, you know? And I just always remember that sentiment, just the feeling of somebody coming in, trying to sell my folks something that they maybe may or may didn't, didn't need. But ultimately, the feeling that my parents had when the meeting was over was like, this guy's a con artist. This guy's selling me something I don't need. You know, the guy that tried to sell a $20,000 sign, they were already on the most busy highway in town. And they had these mm -hmm. big, beautiful swing set displays that created a lot of attention. They didn't need a sign to do that. Mm -hmm. And so... As I went through high school and college, I took marketing courses and, and I grew up in the age where digital marketing, social media was is native to me. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that really has drawn me to online marketing is the amount of data and transparency with it. Mm -hmm. When somebody finds your website from Google, clicks on it and submits a contact form or, or clicks to call, you can track all that. Mm -hmm. So what I love about what I do is just the amount of information that ties back to does this actually work or not? Um, right. 
an old advertising saying is I know that 50% of my advertising is working. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what 50%. And so that, that's always kind of been a maxim since for my entire life. And with digital marketing, we're really, you know, we're figuring out which is that 50% is working so that we stop wasting our money on the other 50%. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw, I saw a video that you put up uh, recently, you know, cause people are tr really having to get creative during this time where a lot of businesses can't be open, especially a business uh, like you mentioned, where it's, you know, pretty much always ran off people coming into the storefront and, you know, checking things out and, you know, seeing which one is the right, you know, item to buy in this case, swing set. Right. And tell us what you, uh, what your dad did in this time to, you know, still generate business where nobody can come into the store. Yeah. So my dad's a classic boomer in his sixties. Yeah. Not, it's doesn't love technology. You know, his whole spiel from day one has been come out to my store try out these swing sets. They're yeah. better than any other one of them. And he's been pumping that message for almost yeah. 30 years now, but he is basically shut down. And so right. we're talking on a Saturday morning and I just said, man, there's a lot of people that need these in their backyard. And I don't, you know, you're coming into your busy season. What are you doing about it? And he wasn't mm -hmm. sure. He said, you know, for the first time ever, I'm willing to take orders over the phone. And so I was like, well, why don't he was out at the store and I said, why don't you go in the showroom, grab your iPhone. Cause you know, you do have an iPhone, do a selfie video of you explaining how people can call and you'll show up, put the swing set up in their backyard and they never have to make contact with you. Yeah. And he did that surprisingly. He was very nervous at first, wanted it to be super polished. And I said, dad, people don't expect you to be a polished video person. Right. This is real. You are a small business. This is, you know, just be authentic with people. And mm -hmm. so we did it. Um, mess, you know, literally he texted it to me. I uploaded it put a header on the top and I put captions on the bottom. We put it on his Google, my business mm -hmm. listing, which was free. And then we put it on his Facebook page and mm -hmm. put $50 in ad spend behind of it. And a couple days later, like within a week on one day, he had sold four swing sets over the phone. He's never wow. done sold four swing sets over the phone before. Right. So that's people. awesome. I love that. So uh, something that you said really stood out, right? Just, you know, get the camera and just be your authentic self. Right. Yeah. Um, nothing fancy. Um, and just, you know, being creative in trying to keep the, the, the business afloat uh, in a time where people are doing a lot of things that, they probably never did before. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Tracy, we're going to talk a little bit about um, local business marketing, uh, practical lead generation tips, and then we're going to talk about how to use social media, you know, to connect with your ideal customers. Sure. So tell us what are some, what are some practical um, things that, you know, your small local businesses can be doing normally or even you know like the story you told us you know what are some things that they can do to like you know keep the business going in it in a such an uncertain time like right now yeah well i think every local business needs to to leverage google my business mm -hmm. google my business is when you type in a local business it's that um it's that box on the it's, it's on the right and it's got pictures of your storefront it's got your hours, your phone number, a link to your website. 
That mm -hmm. is a grossly underutilized tool that's free um, by small businesses. In fact, most it surprises me still how many people haven't even claimed it yet. So mm. on Google My Business, you what I would recommend doing is making sure that you've got up-to-date pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a huge thing. People want to see what your company looks like, what people look like. Mm -hmm. It's also important to fill out every box that you can. There, it's very simple. You just go through step-by-step step and you fill out all of the information possible. And mm -hmm. once you've got that complete, there's this area where you can do posts. And a lot, not a lot of people are posting right now on Google My Business. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to like a Facebook or other social media post where you can present a message for a limited amount of time. And if you regularly do that every week or two, uh, it just takes up more real estate on Google and it helps people know what's going on. So that would be my biggest thing is just really take the time and fill out your Google My Business profile. Right. And, and what other sort of information do you put there on the Google, like your business hours, your contact information, link to your website? What else would they put on there? Yeah. The other thing that we see a lot of people um, that are getting traction, they're putting little videos on there. They're mm. putting, um, that's where your customer reviews live. So mm -hmm. although you can't directly do your own customer reviews, you can ask your happy customers to do reviews on your behalf. So this is a, it's a really critical way to build trust with potential mm -hmm. customers. Okay. And do you have any idea like how, what percentage of businesses are just not even using Google My Business or not even claiming their listings? Do you, do you have an idea? You know, I could make something up right now on the spot, but I, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I, it's a lot. It's a big number. Yeah, it is a big yeah. percentage. And um, it's just, like I said, I think people are sometimes maybe intimidated by it or don't know yeah. how to access it. And then how often should they be posting on Google My Business? I recommend every couple of weeks. It really depends okay. on, like right now, if I was a restaurant, as we kind of go through this, you know, yeah. on certain times of restaurants being closed, I would be posting a lot more frequently. Right. You know? So it kind of depends if you're in season or not too. Going back to my parents' business, small swing set business in Minnesota, it's very seasonal. They're closed in the winter, but in the mm. springtime, it's very busy. So while you're active and busy, it's a good time to post more regularly. Right. Another feature right. that I find is kind of cool is you can, actually, you can do pricing on there. So my parents have a few key products that they put pricing on. My sister-in-law has a small dog grooming business. She uses mm -hmm. it. Uh, one thing that, so she's, she's a millennial and she loves texting and you can set it up to have people text your phone. So mm -hmm. she's gotten dog grooming clients through texting. Uh, and she also puts a lot of her rates out there. So it's all about, it's like, it's almost like having a second website that lives on the Google search results page. Right, right. And obviously Google has the trust established. So you know, people don't even have to leave Google to find everything that they're maybe looking for about your business, your reviews, your pricing, your hours, you know, all right there. You got it. Awesome. So, and then tell me like, so Google My Business is a really good place to start for a small business, right? And then what are some kind of low cost or things that they can, you know, do to start generating leads. What are some good places for lead generations for, for a small business? Yeah. A couple spots. So sticking with Google, mm -hmm. um, 
if you've got a website, which I highly recommend, right, uh, you can start doing some basic remarketing or retargeting. So these are ads specifically shown to people who've already been on your website. And what okay. they look like is they're those ads where they've got an image and they've got some information and it's like, oh wait, I've already been to that site. Those tend to right. be very, very low cost and mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're targeted people. They're people who already know who you are. Right. So very low cost. It just takes a little bit of time to set them up. And I would absolutely recommend starting there. Another okay. low cost area is, is getting on Facebook and or Instagram mm -hmm. and doing is the most basic thing you can do on Facebook is with your page is promote posts. That's the easiest, quickest way to get ads out there. Like I said, we put together this video for my parents' video and right. threw $50 at it. And the mm -hmm. way that we had um, success with that was because of the targeting features. So we right. know exactly who their customers are. We know who they aren't. And mm -hmm. we focused, we, I mean, it was very targeted, but so the people that did see it were the people that we wanted to see it. Got um, it. Okay. So yeah. Facebook and, and so Facebook owns Instagram. So that's the same ad um, platform. Um, so I would recommend that the other one, if depending on the business, so if you're a B2B service provider, mm -hmm. LinkedIn can be a good, uh, spot to look into as well. I haven't seen as much success as I have with Google, Facebook, and Instagram, but LinkedIn is becoming more and more, uh, important as well. And with my personal experience, cause I sell a B2B service, mm -hmm. I've had success with regular posting on, on LinkedIn. In fact, that's how you and I connected. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So B2B, you know, in, in link post, posting and connecting with people on LinkedIn doesn't, doesn't cost anything. I mean, you could always go with the premium and, and, and be able to contact more people. Um, but if you're in the B2B service, you know, just building out your network there, right. Is no cost. So then to kind of go back, right. So small business, get their, get their Google, my business set up. That's like first place to start, make sure they have a, a website. Um, and then you talked about, um, Google ad retarget retargeting, right? So people who visited their website or familiar with them or have some sort of intent because they've visited their site before would then see their ads. And, and those, uh, those ads typically are low cost. Um, and they can pick their budget, of course. Um, do they have to be running other ads to run the retargeting or can they just be running the retargeting? You could just run retargeting. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Um, we're going to take, yeah, another, go ahead. Just one really important piece. So if you take the time to go through and fill out your Google My Business um, profile, spend some time on your website. That mm -hmm. is also a super, super important and can be low cost depending on the way you have it set up way to market yourself and make sure that two things one the way that you use language on your website is we call it you focused so you as you the client or the customer not we focus me we as the business owner and make sure that you've got filled out service pages google likes it when you have at least 750 words on a page mm. and so your service pages are going to be very important to getting found on Google. And so they need to be completely filled out. Okay, great. Those are some great tips. Um, 
So yeah, we're, we're going to take a quick minute just to tell you a little bit about what we do here at Monster VoIP. We help companies save 30 to 50% off their current business phone bill while providing them more value and more features. If you'd like to learn more, you can text us at 424-378-6966. We're talking with Tracy about small business uh, marketing, we're talking about Google My Business. We're talking about some low cost lead generation uh, avenues that businesses can go down. And we wanted to talk a little bit more about what small business owners or leaders can do to start building out their network and how they can leverage social media. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Again, I sell a uh, service to other companies and I found that a lot of my audience is on two channels, predominantly LinkedIn and Facebook. And so it comes down to base two regular consistent activities that need to happen on a regular basis. The first activity is connecting with relevant people. And on LinkedIn, it is, I've tried everything. And what I found the most effective way mm -hmm. of connecting with people is just adding people that look like potential um, clients that look like potential industry uh, colleagues that look like members of, trade associations or alumni associations that you belong to, mm -hmm. connect with people that you have a shared interest with. And in the past, and what LinkedIn generally recommends is having a, you know, a very detailed introductory note. And I've done that um, and have had less success doing that than mm -hmm. I have just doing cold outreach. Mm -hmm. Now, what I strongly recommend against doing is connecting with somebody, getting their request uh, accepted and then spamming them with an offer or something like that. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes that. It's annoying. People are very done with that tactic. I don't know if they were ever okay with it. Um, so don't do it. Um, the way that you, so that's the first thing is regularly connect with people that make sense. And again, customers, potential customers, colleagues in your industry and members of other groups that you're part of. Okay. And now are you, and are you, do you typically uh, send a lengthy message? Do you send a short note uh, or do you just send the generic connection request? I'm talking generic connection request. Mm -hmm. And then how many do you typically send per day? Well, I, in order to build an audience, I have regularly maxed out the LinkedIn connection option. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the number is, but they let you know when you hit that, uh, that last spot. And yeah. so again, what I'm saying is counter, counterintuitive. You know, LinkedIn says you should only connect with people you only know. Uh, there are a lot of LinkedIn experts out there that say you mm -hmm. should only do it this one way. However, myself and other people have done this alternative way and we've built some big networks and we've connected with a lot of really good people. And what mm -hmm. we've never done is, outright spam them mm -hmm. and the way so that's so again you're going to probably read a lot of people that would say don't do it that way and i can appreciate that um like i said we just have a counter um approach here and that's again how we've connected right 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 and so the follow-up is if you're going to connect with people that you don't know you need to be respectful and empathetic to their situation so if they're connecting with you what is the expectation well, the expectation is you're going to be putting out good content on a regular basis. And that's how you gain attention and enrollment is 
So I connect with people and I regularly post with good, engaging, relevant content. So I'm putting out at least a video a week. I'm putting out shout outs to other people in my network on a regular basis. I'm commenting, liking on other posts. And so it's all about being part of the community, giving value when you can, and really using LinkedIn as a network to grow your connections. And if business comes, it comes. I think mm. my, our, our approach, my approach is lead with value. And if people like what you're doing, they'll come to you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, I love that. Be part of the community, right? And provide value, educational content. Uh, and, you know, I know that LinkedIn totally changed for me when I tried to go into the mindset of what can I give to the platform rather than what can I take from it? Absolutely. You know, and the business will come and it will be more consistent and more sustainable um, when you're more of a contributor than a taker. Uh, from the platform. Absolutely. And one thing I want to make very clear. So I've been on LinkedIn since 2009 and I didn't really start going hard, if you will, uh, until mm -hmm. about a year ago. So I went from 2000 connections to 12,000 in a year. And what's not happening, I'm not getting daily inquiries for sales. I mean, it's not like every day someone's coming to me and saying, Hey, I want to work right. with you. Mm -hmm. What's, what's, more of what's happening is somebody will come through our website and we'll have a phone conversation or, you know, we used to meet them in person. Now we do it over zoom. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll get back to it in person. But what they'll say is, you know, I've heard of you guys and I see your stuff all over LinkedIn. And so the way that we look at LinkedIn um, at hook agency is it's not a way for direct sales to come through. It's a way for us to build brand it's a way for us to demonstrate credibility. It's a way for us to make it easy to be referred because we're top of mind, we're giving value, and we're just seen as, you know, people who are giving, giving, giving all the time. So it's more of a support tool, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does, it does make sense. Um, so we're almost, we're almost out of time. Um, but before, before we, I, uh, let you go, tell, tell me a little bit, something personal about yourself, something people, you know, might know what's on your playlist, what's your favorite app, hobby, something personal. Sure. So I'm kind of a nerd. I love <laughs> talking to business owners. Um, I think it's cause I grew up in a family business, but like my hobby, and this is kind of weird, but, um, I'll own it. I've got a network of a handful of business owners yeah. and we just, trade stories and talk about like what's up and coming. And yeah. so um, before that I was involved in the Anoka economic development commission. So I was an economic development commissioner in the last city that I lived in for five years. And so I just like being plugged into what's going on with our local business community. And I, again, I know that's boring. I know that's weird, but you know, that's who I am at my core and I'll own that. All right. Thanks for sharing. So uh, tell us a little bit before we go and we wrap it up here. How can people find you online? Uh, if they wanted to get in touch with you, if they had maybe some questions about anything that we talked about today, how would they find you? Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. All you need to look up is Tracy Paul Kelly. 
That's my handle across all the channels. Otherwise, you can check out our website, hookagency.com. Mm-hmm. And my email is tracy at hookagency.com. So check it out. I'm sure they can find you on Google My Business. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Um, welcome to the Monster Chats community. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share, and we're open to hearing your feedback. The show is for you, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Monster Chats, presented by Monster Voip, where we share the tools, methods, and best practices that business leaders use to build new connections, strengthen relationships, and impact sales in organizations of all shapes and sizes. If you have any questions from today's show and want to reach us directly, please text your question to 424-378-6966.